0: Geeks, Endurance Nerds, nut jobs. Coach Q, Lane 1 Podcast, Episode 14, The Big 1-4, and in this episode, we sat down with Mireya Vargas Dorantes, and um, she ran the Western States 100, and I first learned about her during their fantastic live broadcast of the entire race. I don't know if you guys watched that and experienced it and uh, just kind of enjoyed all the information, all the running tidbits and just the live commentary of the event. And, um, you know, as as somebody who has run the race, obviously, and somebody that uh, follows the sport, it was great to have just that information flowing and listening to the race as it was unfolding. And it was during that broadcast that uh, one of the uh, commentators mentioned Mireya is someone that was in the race um, via Golden Ticket. And I was like, what? And, uh, you know, went back and looked to see, you know, which race and which Golden Ticket she earned. You know, someone that follows a sport and, you know, tries to keep keep on top of, uh, you know, who, who who's making moves and such. I was surprised that I hadn't heard her name. And uh, so I reached out to her after the race and, uh invited her on the podcast and we had a great conversation yeah this was her first time at the 100 mile distance and um so we broke it down her her history into the race or into into running how she got into it and then what inspired her to to you know to toe the line and uh you know pursue glory at the 100 mile distance so uh, yeah it was a great great conversation um and the other thing that we talked about which which i hope will will open up a dialogue, Also, within um, not just the ultra community, but just kind of the running community in general, we talked about the visibility of you know people of color, you know, Latinos specifically, and why or why not they're not receiving you know the same visibility as as other runners. And by no means was this a you know a criticism towards the ultra community because I have found that community to be very welcoming, and you know, anybody that chooses to run those distances it doesn't matter what what you look like you're crazy enough to do it man come on and enjoy the family but uh just some other topics and and issues that uh that she that we discussed but that also she you know you know feels it's important to to bring light to and uh so we got into that and so hopefully this will you know open up a dialogue around that so this is uh episode 14 with conversation with medea so let's go for a run We go. All right, Mireia. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing today? All right,
0: good, good. So it's been let me see if I it's going to be it's exactly a month since you ran Western States. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's been a month already.
0: <laughs> how are the legs?
1: Uh, they're feeling great actually. I just uh did a 25k this past Saturday. And uh, well, they're a little sore, uh, but I'm feeling, you know, well. I needed that faster pace, and given that Western States was such a an easy <laughs> pace run,
0: uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, so part of your recovery was running a 25k, and it was a trail 25k, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah, it, it had about 2,000 feet of gain. And it was pretty runnable. It had a little bit of everything, a fire road, single track, six-axe, um, a sand hill. <laughs> that was pretty...
0: Uh, right at the end, pretty, right?
1: <laughs> right at the end, right. And, and
0: w- um, which trail race was this?
1: Uh, it's, it's called uh, Fort Ord uh, Trail Run 25K in Salinas, California.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, yeah,
0: so... So you ran western states you ran uh what i think a very good time for your debut at that at that race and then within a month you're already running a 25k correct with 2000 (laughs) feet of vert i ran western states and it took me two months to be able to even walk straight so (laughs) so i'm you're superhuman right (laughs) (laughs) no so what what was interesting to me in 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 watching well let me back up so i first Learned about you when I was listening to the fantastic coverage of this year's race. They had Dylan Bowman and Kareen Malcolm that were doing literally play-by-play from the start of the race to the end of it. So thirty hours of of coverage. I know they took a, a break for sleep, I think, but as I was listening to it, she mentioned there's a Latina running the race. And I did one of those, you know, Scooby-Doo, you know, (laughs) because I, you know, even though I'm, I follow the sport, I follow ultras. I feel like I'm really, really well-versed in who's who and who's running. You know, I have to admit, I had not heard the name Mireya Vargas, right?
1: Correct. Mireya.
0: Right. At all (laughs) when it came to ultras. So part of me was, I felt like, I should know your this name. And I find out and, and and this is why why she was talking about it was in talking about the 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 runners that had made it into the event via a golden ticket which you mm-hmm. earned your spot with a golden ticket at Black Canyon 100k this past year. Yes. <laughs> so I immediately wanted to reach out for you for for two reasons. One, like I had mentioned to you before we have the shared experience of running Western States, and we're both Latinos. And so I want to talk a little bit about that, too, about just our experience as being, you know, people of color, you know, people from, I'm assuming your family's from Mexico. Mexico, correct. Right, right. So Mexican descent and, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of get into that a little bit, too. But, but, you know, that's how I first heard of you. And so I'm really excited to have you on the podcast to talk about, again, how you got into the sport. And and the experience of running Western states and running a really good time, and I'm gonna I'm, and, and and I'm gonna go out on a limb here to say that if you run it again in the future, either next year or the next couple of years, I see you earning a top ten spot.
2: That's the goal. <laughs> right.
0: So 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 knowing that's the goal, what's how how did you get into this crazy sport?
1: Um, that's a good question. I've <laughs> always. <laughs> Well, I started running when I was in high school and when I joined the cross country team. So I've always had, um, an appreciation for trail running, given that, you know, cross country is in the trails and that was my first experience. Just the, the whole aspect of having like dirt under your feet and, you know, (laughs) a show climbing and just being good at Hills. And so that whole experience, I've always had that appreciation for, for trail running. And, um, but in terms of the longer distances, what really inspired me to, to try out a 100 miles was uh, when I saw my husband, Renee Dorantes, who's also an ultra trail runner, win Angeles Crest 100 in 2018. So he had, uh, you know, he like just seeing him win was like really inspiring me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it inspired me and um, just seeing the whole process of the way he built endurance Um, and uh, I just became very invested in, in watching him and helping him um, accomplish that goal. Uh, he like, the sport was also very new. He was exploring the distances. So he like, wasn't really training for, for ultra running until he decided to do that 100, 100 miles. He's like, well, if I'm going to do a 100 miles, it better be worth it. Right. <laughs> so, uh, he wanted to do his best. So he started, uh, building that endurance on the trails. And I started crewing for, him, uh, on his point to point runs and, and really just became very invested and inspired to see how he was responding to the long runs and, and seeing how, how he was adapting mentally to those long runs. And sure. then just, uh, um, like watching him build that strength and then toe the line confident um mm-hmm. that he was going to win and and executing that plan and and pacing him for the last quarter of the race sure crossing to seeing him cross that finish like it just inspired me to try that 100 miles sure. and I'm, mm-hmm.
0: so, so let me back up just a, a little bit where did you where did you grow up and where did you go to high school and, and run cross country?
1: Uh, well, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Okay. So the high what school um, in uh, Huntington park.
0: Okay. Okay. So- yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So. um, So. Yeah. I. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, and that's. It's an inner city neighborhood that doesn't have very many recreational parks or areas. <laughs> <laughs> Not one hill, and so I was surprised to learn that I was a pretty good climber. <laughs> <Hill> running, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, that's that's. What so I what? Did.
0: So it was Huntington Park High School. Correct. And so you ran on their cross country team
1: yeah, I joined the, the cross country team as a 10th grader and just fell in love with pushing my body beyond its limits. And I I really loved pushing through discomfort. And I just loved the whole idea of of running and, and just improving my time. I became very passionate about the sport. And um, the only problem was that the, the high school that I attended lacked the resources and
2: mm-hmm.
1: like the mentorship to help the, the student athletes understand and excel in the sport. So um, uh, so even though I had all this passion and energy and excitement to want to be the best that I can could be as a high schooler, um, just the guide the guidance wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So my experience in, in that high school ended up really defining, uh, my relationship in running. So after I graduated from high school, it really just t- took many years for me to really like con- reconnect with the sport and understand the sport and and just make it a, a part of my lifestyle and, um, and actually be- explore that competitive side of me. And that's kind of barely what I'm beginning to do. <laughs> so it's taken a long time for me to to reach this point but i'm finally trying to explore that as that that side of me it,
0: it was its, its own ultra in its own sense right correct <laughs> yeah and so did you run all three years at high school in in, in high school
1: uh yeah i had a really good year um as a tenth grader, uh, and then since I saw that my times were dropping really fast, as is common when you're a beginner, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I'm like, okay, so my goal now is to make it to the state championships, and um, so that became my goal. And I spoke to to the coach about it. Like, I wanted to uh, qualify for state championships in the two miles in track, and I and I told him um, I had by then I had run a sub twelve, maybe like 11 50 or yeah, 3, so. I wanted for the two miles. Right, and, right. and so I'm like, okay, well, most of the girls in our league in the city finals are making it with, you know, 11s, 11, 11 mm-hmm. you know, sub 11. So I, I wanted to improve and, uh, but the coach, my coach didn't really seem very optimistic about um my ability to improve. Sure, sure. So, but, uh, so I'm like, okay, well, I mean, he wasn't really interested, like interested in helping like the athletes. It was just kind of like, Oh yeah, I'm a PE teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just here to, yeah. So, um, so he wasn't really interested in wanting to help me. So I'm like, I didn't take offense. I just said, okay, I'm going to do it on my own. Right. Mm -hmm, I'm going to train really hard and I'm going to make, you know, that goal happen. But since I, knew very little about the sport and didn't really understand the basics of how to train, Mm -hmm. I adapted that mentality of the no pain, no gain mentality. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm going to train myself. I'm going to push hard every day. And um, so I started doing that. It wasn't long before I developed an overused injury, uh, patellar tendonitis. And oh. so that really sidelined me as an ele- uh, when I was an 11th grader and um, pretty much gave up on those <laughs> dreams of qualifying for state championships. And um, and then after I graduated from high school, uh, you know, I moved out of my parents' home by choice. I had very support, like my parents were very supportive, but I just decided to, um, live on my own and, uh, eventually moved in with my now husband, René Dorantes. So, um, I, it just really, um, running took a back seat sure. and, um, so it wasn't really a priority. Um, and, and the focus was mainly just getting through college, working, paying rent and making ends meet. So there was no room for, for exploring the sport or, sure. or yeah. So that.
0: Where, that now, where did you go to school? Where did you go to college?
1: Uh, college, I uh, I attended a community college here in Pasadena, Pasadena City College. Oh sure, sure. And then I transferred to Cal State LA. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
0: With a degree in.
1: Uh, child development.
0: Child development, perfect. So, did, while you were in college, you didn't run, other than I, maybe for exercise.
1: Yeah, it was just uh, trying to you know connect uh, with running. So sure. I did run cross country, but it really wasn't a priority. Gotcha. I. Yeah, I was. I didn't do any of the summer training with them, or it was just, oh well, you know, I have um eligibility, so I might as well use the years and and. But it was just so difficult. I mean, having you know responsibilities now is you know it's it's a way of life, right? But being a young, uh, it's very difficult and overwhelming when you're a young adult to have all of those responsibilities. (laughs) Yeah, and so
0: it's overwhelming now. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So then you 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 graduated uh, from school and um, you're still in L.A. right or Pasadena?
1: I live in Pasadena now. Pasadena.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then you you like you said you were kind of one foot in one foot out with the running. You graduate. You start you know adulting as as they call it these days. Mm-hmm. And then when did you you know you mentioned earlier that that when your husband was interested in 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 the ultras, you became interested in ultras. But at what point did you start realizing? Okay, you know, I'm I'm falling back in love with with the running.
1: Uh, with just just mainly that, just being out there and seeing him put in the distance um, okay. um, on weekends and crewing for him, and just that that gave me like I began to feel what what training and and
2: sure.
1: training for something is all about. And so that's really when I became inspired to to try out the 100 miles but um, of course we i have to try out a 100k first so i'm like okay so i better try out a 100k if i'm going to try out a 100k then i might as well go for the golden ticket that's a great way to challenge myself and sure and uh so
0: but before mm-hmm. that you i mean from, from when i was looking at your ultra sign up your first race was in let me see where are my notes like 2008 is that right
1: Correct. Yeah. Like I told you, like, I love, like I have this appreciation for trail running. Uh-huh. So there's um like, I searched around, you know, the area to see if they had any cross country <laughs> races sure. around this area. And I found a couple of local races and I, you know, tried out, um, I think R- Mount Wilson trail okay. run, uh-huh. which is an 8.6 mile race. Sure. And uh, also Mount Baldy. Right, run to right. the top, uh-huh, uh-huh. which, uh, that, that's a seven mile race. Right. And, and, uh, and so those were like the two trail running races that, that I tried out that just kept me in touch with running.
0: Sure. <laughs> uh-huh. So that got you going, that got you, you know, kind of back interested, you know, really committed to just giving it a shot and seeing where, where it would take you.
1: Yeah. Just trying to, to have running in my life just
2: as a yeah
1: like I wanted to I knew that at some point I wanted to take it to the next level a more competitive level but the number one goal was to try to keep it in my life not losing touch of it because uh, yeah
0: gotcha Mm -hmm. gotcha because at that point in 2008 like your husband hadn't again from what I was able to see he hadn't or he was running too, but he hadn't done any crazy 100 mile races yet from what I could gather.
1: Right. During that, those years, we were just really like more focused on surviving than actually running. (laughs) So we were, we loved running. So it wasn't a a thing like it was, uh, well, we haven't run in over, you know, six months or a year, but I, you know, let's sign up for this 5k because we feel like challenging ourselves and pushing our bodies to, to exhaustion, you know, all of that agony that that we love.
2: You
0: were thinking we got to pay the rent and buy groceries.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, it's been a long while. It wasn't until 2013 that I actually um, started being like Began to understand the importance of consistency and the sure. importance of easy days and hard days, and but just the the consistency itself um, got me really far that year. Like I started um, improving a lot, and I ran pretty decent fast times. I lowered my my half marathon time, low one twenties. Um, mm-hmm, so it was pretty mm-hmm. decent for just being consistent. Seventeens uh, in the five k, and mm-hmm. um, and so I ran uh, run to the top, and uh, that that was a pretty fast time for that race in 2013. And, and so I I had, that's, that's when I realized that, you know, I could take this to the next level if I focus on running, but it's been a long journey.
0: Sure, sure. But but you make a good point, consistency. It's something that, you know, I talk about with my athletes and, and, uh, you know, the high school kids that I coach also consistency is if you want to, you know, build on what, if you want to become a better runner, you have to keep consistency you got to run every you know like right now we're wrapping up the summer and cross-country starts in Georgia here next week and you know we've been tracking all the kids all summer to see to make sure that they're putting in their miles because you know we keep telling them if you put in those summer miles you're going to have a strong fall or you know strong cross-country season but we all know how high school kids are but (laughs) so so we'll see what greets us but but that's a good point because like for you you said you had a very inconsistent sounds like high school coach who maybe really didn't understand what you needed in order for you to reach your goals and then you know life is life and you weren't really committed to the running and then you realize hey this consistency thing <laughs> i can build on that and 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 look look at the results
2: mm-hmm.
0: so when you when you were getting into this so when you were at at that point when you were getting consistently when you were running more consistently, understanding the sport, was that just you and your husband doing your thing, running? Are you with a running group? Are you running, you know, what, what, what's that community like that you guys were were running in and, you know, was that helpful in helping you kind of better understand your training, the sport, learning more about the races, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah. Like most of our learning was done um, by, exploring the by signing up to a race and 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 just experiencing like the distances like I I did do a couple of 50k ultra sky races Uh um and uh those were literally my first long runs ever but it was like a way I loved the mountains and and just I just was a little fearful of exploring those like mountains on my own so it was a great stepping stone to to explore the mountains without mm-hmm. <laughs> fearing without the fear of getting lost or anything. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, so I signed up for those ultra sky races as a way to, to test to my limits to see how my body would respond to something it's never done sure, before. And, sure. and it just, it, my body responded well. I mean, the, they're, they're gorgeous, the views, everything just, I've, fell in love with everything and and my husband did the same thing he also like he would just sign up to he's more competitive he he was he used to be an 800 <laughs> meter uh, runner so he knows all ah, about okay. you know he's uh so he likes exploring things he signs up for the races and he and um since he's competitive he pushes you know to beyond his limits and he, he started podium and like he would get podium positions. And that's when we knew that, you know, there's something more to it if we actually put in the work. Um, But yeah, that's mainly how we learned through experience.
0: Sure. So when you, when you were growing up, was your family, you know, was there an effort to get outdoors? You know, was that something that was a part of your growth about, you know, as a, as a, as a youth or was your situation, kind of like mine, you know, as an immigrant family living in, you know, a big city, we weren't going to the mountains or to, to the <laughs> lake, you know what I mean? Was that similar? Was that a similar experience? Or were you guys, you know, able to get out and, and explore nature?
1: Uh, my dad, he, um, he's from Sakapo, Michoacan. Okay. And okay. Uh, he was actually in uh, into cycling he he was very good like he could like he was very close to making it making it to the olympics but like he was also um supporting his he was the the man of the family and he was supporting eight of eight eight of his brothers and his mom so um so because he was focused on uh, being the man of the family, he sure. couldn't really invest in the sport either. But he was uh, like the Mexican Prefontaine, <laughs> nice. so, and uh, and so I grew up watching him, you know, uh, cycle here. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and he loved he loved sports um, and he would take me out for runs and, and we would play tennis together. And, um, and he also had an appreciation for, for traveling. So he, okay. would, he so he, uh, we would um, have um, road trips, cross country road trips to Mexico. Sure. And uh, just to visit like the, the beautiful areas there. Sure. And so um, that like, he really did um make me appreciate um sure. like the outdoors and nature and our culture like that but he wasn't really a mountain person because it wasn't like he that that side he would take us to the beach or sure. to areas where he knew there weren't bears around <laughs> yeah
0: so did, did, did was he close to so did he ride for for the mexican national team or or come close to riding for the mexican national team
1: yeah he was actually in the olympic center
0: uh, oh, and, okay. uh okay.
1: yeah, so, but at, like in Mexico, if there's no, like in Mexico, um, the financial support is very right. difficult when you yeah. don't have the resources, like it's just extremely difficult. And his right. dad thought he was being silly for, for spending yeah. so much time training and, you know, <laughs> on the bike and,
2: yeah, and he like just wanted him to work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but he, he was just amazing. He did compete. Um, internationally with other oh, wow. yeah like like other people from other countries
0: sure sure uh-huh
1: so because it uh that sport is very popular in Sacapo michoacan
0: yeah 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 um, so did he ride for a for a team uh, uh, outside of you know of training with at the olympic center did he ride for you know because i'm thinking of you know back in the you know mid to late 80s early 90s and Aul Alcala, who was a famous mexican cyclist that rode in the tour de france and you know uh, do, you, do you know if you i mean of course you're gonna know did your dad ride for a for a team that wrote like you said internationally did he ride in some of the like the european races that kind of well did he you,
1: didn't really get the opportunity to really uh like do all of that level? like because okay. he, he moved uh, to the u.s but he did he was also competing oh, okay. like with rodolfo vitella he's oh, sure, uh, he's sure. very popular he yeah. had the his his dad he had lots of support family support and and i think up to this day he's still out there competing sure, sure. <laughs> yeah yeah so, so what
0: brought you what 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 prompted the the move from mexico to to the states for your family for your dad and
1: i would just uh because he wanted a better life for okay. himself or his family and sure sure and that's really what what motivated him to come sure, over
0: here sure yeah it sounds sounds familiar
1: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> So then, so then You know, I could ask you about a million questions about just that part of your background. Um, But I'm going to pause that for a second because I want to come back to the running part. This episode of the Lane One Podcast is sponsored by the Quintana Running Company. You can learn more about the Quintana Running Company by visiting www.qrunningco.com. That's www.qrunningco.com. Co. dot com. Now let's get back to running.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have the inner motivation, so I try not to (laughs) let that negativity motivate me. But I mean, it it is nice when we get to accomplish something like that, um, and just you know. yeah, like, of course, like, we have to have the confidence to believe in ourselves when no one else does. (laughs) I mean, it's it's like, like, I'm pretty sure this person thought, like, who are you to, to try to go after that golden ticket? I've been trying for years, and I haven't been able to get it. So what makes you think that you're gonna get it? Right? So, uh, but just, like, we're the only we know ourselves best so we know what we have given and we know what we like the untapped potential that is in us and and if we want to explore that we can we have the right to and and we have the right to go after like whatever goal we we set our minds to
0: so you run the 2020 black canyon you you finished was it fourth place or third
1: uh for that race it was uh seventh place but it was really I like like I took it as uh, it felt like an adventure uh, run like from beginning to end it was just a way to test out whether I was gonna enjoy um, the 100k or if I'm like am I gonna get bored am I gonna enjoy you know that distance <laughs> uh, and I and I learned that I loved it and that I can actually race and and do a 100k with joy and, and just try to be competitive sure so so that's so I learned that I that I am capable of of. Of running a 100k and that i i want to give it a shot sure for mm-hmm.
0: so but, but but that was where you earned the golden ticket correct um
1: uh, no it was uh then af- after i did the 2020 black canyon i um i was i was gonna sign up for um another race that year but then COVID happened as we sure. all know and so everything was canceled and um it wasn't until uh, the end of 2020 that I we noticed that the Black Canyon 2021 was going to be held, despite the cases spiking everywhere. And um, so I signed up six weeks before the race, and um, and yeah, I started. Uh, I had a, a short build up for that one, but I already knew what I was getting myself into, and I was prepared to. To um, to try to get the golden ticket for
0: Black Canyon. So your training block leading up to Black Can- or for, to Black Canyon 2021, had that been a solid training block? Like you felt you felt did you feel confident going into Black Canyon? You felt good about your training, your foundation.
1: Uh, Even though it was a short buildup, I was confident I was lacking motivation during that summer, I was like, literally (laughs) hardly running and just feeling so out of it. But, you know, I say lack of motivation, but it was really I was also like had some vitamin deficiencies, like Ah, iron and vitamin D. And I think that's part of the reason why I, fe- I was feeling so bad, yeah. lacking energy, didn't feel like running at all. And then, you know, given all of the circumstances that were going on, it was just, it just became so difficult for me. Gotcha. And, um, but, uh, you know, knowing that the Black Canyon w- race was going to be held, that kind of got me going, uh, gotcha. I like, and I'm. I I started taking vitamins when I after I took the physical and realized that I was deficient. It flipped the switch, right? And right. um, and but I was still struggling to like get that energy back. But I at least I had that motivation now, and so if, yeah, it was a short buildup, but I think it was enough for me to position myself, uh, or or try or shoot for that golden ticket, you know, gotcha. safely. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So t- the so you run Black Canyon and then what was your place at the 2021? At at, uh, it was fourth place. So it was fourth place. Okay. Yeah. And then when when did you find out that you had actually earned the, the golden ticket?
1: Uh, it was uh, the, I okay, so we raced on Saturday and early Sunday morning.
0: Oh, I, so not even 24 hours.
1: Yeah, I, I received the message uh, from the race director that, you know, telling me that they, that the race director was was giving me the the entry.
0: Right, right. So, what was your reaction?
1: I was shocked and <laughs> you, extremely you this happy. A joke, right? <laughs> right, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I thought this was going to take longer. <laughs> 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 yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like I, my, you know, now I, I have to prepare for for Western States. Right. You know, okay. the, so the then, race of my dreams. <laughs> right.
0: So then you 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 go from from. So you get the golden ticket, which in that race is Feb. No. Yeah. February, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So February, February so then you 15th. Got, so then you got March, April, May, you've got, you know, one, two, three, what? Three and a half months of mm-hmm. a buildup. So did you, did you lock in? Were you, were you like, okay, we're going to get this done. We're going to dot the I's, cross the T's or did it take you a while to just kind of realize that holy crap this is really happening
1: (laughs) yeah well like i mentioned given that it was such a short build-up and Uh the the pace that was the was pretty aggressive because i knew that there were two girls at the black canyon race that were um were already in western states
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so
1: uh they um so I n- noticed that they were going to be racing and, uh, and I said, the only reason why they're going to be racing is to try to go after the course record. Right. Sure, sure. So it's going to be a pretty aggressive uh, start. Right. And, right. Um, and so, yeah, it was the, the start was the, the first, probably, you know, the beginning was pretty aggressive. And, um, and so I wasn't like the, the current fitness level, like was, was there but you know it was a a big effort to to um to with go out with a strong start and then you know finish the the 100k i think it was a a bit too premature for me Mm -hmm. uh since you know i went from zero to 60 in such a short time (laughs) and so uh yeah and And then after like, so the recovery, I wanted to make sure that I was fully recovered, that the muscles and the joints were fully recovered before even hitting the trails again. So I like, it probably took about four or five weeks before I began, you know, hitting the trails again.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. And then, yeah. So was,
0: uh, was, was was your training leading up to Western? Was that mostly on roads? Was that trails? Was it a combination?
1: Yeah, my my training leading up to Western States was um, l- less than ideal. Like because um, <laughs> I started developing like um, left hip tightness mm-hmm. that ended up I didn't address right away. So um, uh, it's like groin issue, and it would travel. It was a correlation of the hip, the groin, the the quad, mainly on the quad, like quad mm-hmm. discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was just like really bad tightness that I didn't address and that just backfired on me. And I, and I, the quad was really like like bothering me, the discomfort. And I just ran through, through that, the whole, the whole buildup, but mm. it really kind of dictated how I approached my trail runs and, and how I ended up actually approaching the race too. Cause it would take me a while to like warm up the muscle and again, gotcha. yeah. And like that limp, limping through it in the beginning and and just getting I think it was just my body at telling me to hey you know how about you take you know a couple of weeks off and we'll, we'll we'll jump back into training I think that that's what it needed right and like the aggressive sports massage therapy massages and all but that didn't get done till until I started tapering three weeks before the race but gotcha yeah, and
0: we're, I, we're, are you guys self-coached? Is it just you and your husband that are coaching yourselves? Are you working with a coach? Were a club? Yeah,
1: no, we're main, we're just. Uh, my husband was really just guiding me through this process. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because at that
0: point, he'd already he'd run a a, a few hundred miles.
1: Yeah. Correct. So he, he knows me best. He knows how I respond. He knows my weaknesses, my strengths. And, he, and so he pretty much was guiding me sure. through through this process, making sure that I wouldn't do anything that would you know get me <laughs> injured. Like, no, you know, it's like, I want to go faster. Like, but you know, no. you kind of have to, you know, given. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And what was, what was your weekly mileage? What, what were you hitting? Like what was um, the highest mileage you hit? Um, I before- think.
1: The high the highest mileage that I hit was when I did the Western State, the, the Western States training camp where oh, we Oh over looked, Memorial
0: Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah,
1: over Memorial Day weekend we did um like the back to back to backs, which was yeah. like 70 miles in three right. days. And so that that was around the highest the highest week that that added up to almost like eighty something, ninety, I think, actually. Yeah. So it was pretty good. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I
0: mean- I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing it was probably over a 100. Right? Uh, I mean if you do it 70 miles in 3 days plus whatever you've already run.
1: Exactly. Like yeah. So I'm sure that was like longer but only that the Monday ends up being the for, oh, part like,
2: of the next yeah, week. Yeah, right. part of you. the next week, you. but if
1: I if I add up the like those that 3-day weekend gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. so gotcha. it ends up being about almost 90, but the average was usually like 70-ish.
0: Okay. I mean, that's, Uh that's, that's, that's that's reasonable. I mean, it's not, it's nothing crazy.
1: Right.
0: And so when you, when you look back at the, at the training that you, that you had leading up to, to Westerns, um, when you go back, because I know you will, will you, is that, is that the, the, the workouts that you did, the mileage, do you feel like that's something that you'll, you'll repeat? What would, what would you do differently in other words? What course. would
1: I do differently? Um, well, always listening to my body, but I think that, um, <laughs> of course, like just uh, more specific training for Western States. You know, mm-hmm. given that it's mm-hmm. a downhill uh, mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. I wasn't really able to practice the downhill as much because of the quad. So I had to modify the 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 workouts. Um, and, and that's really kind of why I was like so conservative, like during mm. the race, I didn't really race. I like I know as crazy as it oh, sounds, it seems feeling. like it was <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, sh- a long shakeout run for me where I came out of it feeling way better than before the, the race. And so oh, um, that's. And so now I have like this thing where I actually want to challenge myself on, you know, like feel like I'm racing, right? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm, that I'm, mm -hmm. that I'm prepared for it. I want to Mm pull the line, feeling confident that I did what I had to do for, for a certain specific course and just, um, and just go out there and race.
0: You want to show up at your A game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so when you guys, where did you guys stay when you guys got to Olympic Valley? Did you guys stay right, right in, um. Right there, I know there's a, there's a lot of hotels right there in 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 you know right by the start. or did you guys stay like in Truckee? Where'd you guys stay?
1: No, we uh we rented a suite in uh, Squaw. I think the name of it was uh, Squaw Inn. If I'm not oh, okay. mistaken, uh-huh. or the suites there, uh-huh. uh, just right across the the the, the area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was very convenient. It was I just had to walk to the to the start and yeah, we arrived there on Tuesday, I believe. Oh, you guys got there to, early. Yeah. (laughs) So I wanted to, to make the best of that experience and not feel like I was rushing or anything. And I still felt like I was rushing and just everything. Like, so we had to do so many things and it just, it was a bit overwhelming still, but I'm glad that we showed up early.
0: Yeah, no, that was a good move. So you guys, was this besides the training camp over Memorial day weekend, this was, this was the first time you guys had been or this would have been the second time you you'd have been in that area, correct?
1: No. Um, the, or did you guys? Or
0: did you do training runs that that took you to on the course besides Memorial Day weekend?
1: No, not at all. Like okay. we weren't able, and um, we we didn't do any of that. So uh, the first thirty miles, like, were all new to me. I did okay. like I and the. The training, the Western States training camp doesn't do the first thirty miles. So it's right, uh, they, right. yeah. So they start at Robinson's Flat. Right. That's where right. they begin, and then they do the, the remaining seventy miles of the Western States course. But Olympic so that, Valley,
0: that being there, that was your first time there. You hadn't yes. been to that area before. Got gotcha. you. No, I
1: had never been to okay. that area. Or like before. to Lake
0: Tahoe or to Truckee, Truckee City. I think.
1: Uh, Lake Tahoe, yeah, but never okay. Olympic Valley like gotcha. that specific area
0: okay so who did you who did you did you geek out a little bit when you got there and saw some of the other runners
1: yeah it, it was very like nice to to see like the ambient just yeah. uh everyone was so friendly so yeah. nothing but positive vibes like everyone was just so happy to be there and and excited and f- friendly just did like it was it was magical really yeah. and and yeah. just seeing all of the the strong athletes and athletes of all abilities it's just sure. I mean they were all super excited and pumped for the race and it's just really contagious <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> So did the night before did you get any sleep?
1: Uh I'm not used to going to bed early so <laughs> uh, and I was trying I was in bed by 8 and so obviously I was in really like
0: one in the morning ready to go right
1: <laughs> yeah no like I, I didn't really get much sleep but I think that's normal right no one gets enough sleep I just probably ended up getting like a couple of hours because I was just getting up and and not not much sleep but I think it was just the time that the change like okay why why am I in bed so early like <laughs> yeah like my body's telling me get up you're in not- a you're you're not supposed to be in bed at this hour were there other like
0: were there friends of yours that were also running or there that that um that were also there or were you guys like on your own just you and your husband and your crew and who was who made up your crew by the way
1: uh my i have a really good friend named nelva valladares uh Uh, so i've known her for years and she's done ultra races before so she's very um you know, no, okay. hands on, yeah. she knows all about, you know, our needs. And, and so she's, she was very helpful. And then another friend named Antonio Huerta, okay. and okay. he was also he, very helpful. So we only, I only had one crew. I then, now I realized that you actually need two crews to be able for them <laughs> to get to every yeah. station or, and uh, yeah, I missed them for, for a bit, <laughs> like the ice cold baths Yeah, that, uh uh-huh, those, but uh, yeah, they were very helpful
0: cool so you said like the first 30 miles were new to you the high country you know the Mm -hmm. gun goes off the shotgun goes off you start going what was your plan for the first 30 miles
1: uh it was really since i knew that i was dealing with the with the left quad um so that was still an issue that was yes Yes, I was really I was really hoping that um, I I was really concerned about my number one goal was I wanted to finish Western States no matter what. And I had the mindset. I'm going to drag
0: myself across the finish. line. Exactly.
1: So and I was afraid like I was stepping into the unknown by doing a 100 miles as it is. And I was since I had been dealing running through this issue, the whole for the whole build up, I was like really questioning whether my quad was going to handle You know the the one hundred miles exactly the down. That's why I was very conservative with the downhills. I wasn't able to like really, you know, focus on that, and then uh, obviously I had endurance because I did build, you know, the endurance to, to be able to handle the 100s. And that's why I handled it so well. And it felt, it was a great experience, but, uh, I felt like I, I didn't like give it my all. Like I never felt like I raced, which is something that I'm kind of hungry for (laughs) right now. (laughs) And, um, so, but yeah. And so I was like very conservative and given that I like all of my, um, my trail runs in training, uh, I was really just, I would start off super easy to warm up the quad and uh, just for it to get it going. And, um, and so I, I, I knew that I had to do the same thing at Western States. And so the first 10 miles were extremely easy just to get the quad (laughs) warmed up and um, yeah. And so um, yeah. And things Felt good, and I and and I was extremely happy to just you know toe the line and be able sure. to to feel good and and yeah. So the the goal became to just move and and yeah. The
0: the the you know one of the other storylines of the race was the weather and how hot it was. Um, when I ran it, it was a hot year, but certainly not as hot as what you guys experienced. Did you did you feel you know, already living in California, California is hot, no matter what, did you feel pretty, did you feel like, like, did you feel the heat was an issue for you?
1: For me, not at all. all. Like I, it was again, maybe if I had been racing, like it might've been more of an issue, but, uh, it, it felt good, actually. Like I was embracing the, the that feeling, and and then also just having the ice at every aid station, and and those you know the water baths uh, that sure. really helped a lot. And and uh, but you know I prefer warmer temperatures over winter temperatures, and that's for sure. And I handle them better too. So. I think. Blood from
0: Michoacan, that's what it
1: is. (laughs) Michoacan, right. It's it's actually a forest there. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, like, yeah, there's, I mean, Southern California is is known for not having winters so that, yeah, so we can handle warmer temperatures much better than.
0: So So that really wasn't a factor for you. You, you, you're like, bring it because it wasn't
1: right yeah not at all not at all like i i enjoyed the the weather actually so so
0: the first so the first 30 miles are in the high country and mm -hmm. so it's a little bit of an altitude did that was that a factor for you or did or was it um not a factor at all
1: i tend to respond very well to altitude okay so uh that's something that i learned about myself like i can go from i'm 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 sure it must have an effect that i don't feel but uh no <laughs> that i might not feel but yeah i it wasn't an issue at all okay. uh-huh.
0: so then you, you you get to robinson flat you get to the first kind of this first aid station where you can see your crew mm-hmm. what's what's the vibe what are you feeling um how do you uh, you know how do you think things are going
1: I was just really happy to yeah. be running Western States and, you know, the, the views were so amazing uh, and then just getting to see the crew and then like it's, it feels really good to see people, you know, and just, Absolutely. you know, be able to, to somehow celebrate the, that moment. And uh, yeah, they, they gave me my favorite the coconut water Coke and they, you know, iced me up and all that, that, I knew it was warm because I, I embraced all of that cold, you know, um, the ice and, and the, the, the cold water. And right. so, mm-hmm.
0: and so then you, then, then you get into the canyons, then you start with these long descents, these long ascents, these climbs, how did, how did, and, and, and typically that is the hottest part of the day as you're moving out of the, you know, the morning, and into the midday where the sun is, you know, the, the, the hottest, how was, how are the canyons and, and specifically how are the downhills? No, it was, was your quad loosened up at that point?
1: Uh, It was. I was still taking my precautions. I was even like, okay, so there's a lot of downhill. I knew like Western States was made up of mostly downhill. So I was really, I was like, should I run this or walk this? And Mm -hmm. actually I would walk some sections of it on the downhill, which was like, really, I'm like, really, should I be doing this? And, um, but I, I was, I just wanted to make sure that that quad would handle like those last miles without, forcing me to DNF or, you know, because it's like, if my mindset is there, the heart is there and having to, to not finish because of, you know, an injury or, you know, or because the leg is not able to keep going, it it would have been really heartbreaking for me. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, yeah, I wanted to make sure. And so I was very conservative on those downhills. If um, I, I, I jogged, walked, sections of it just to make sure because i know that i was compensating a lot too sure with the right one so the right one was taking all of the the pounding yeah yeah and um so, so yeah i was modest with with the canyons
0: i was i was i was very conservative also but then the descent into the the descent that 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 takes you down to the aid station i forget which one it is just before you start to climb up the devil's thumb I was just really frustrated because I was like you being very conservative. I'm not a very good downhill runner. And, you know, we live on, you know, live on an Island. So there's no hills, there's no elevation, but I was just, I just got to the point where I said, you know what, this might be my only opportunity to, to, to run Western. So I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bomb this downhill and just have fun and not worry about it and just have a good time. I paid for that later, but I did have a lot of fun (laughs) running that downhill just, just to, just to have a good experience, you know, because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like you, I was spent most of the time just kind of kicking myself going, God, I can't believe I'm here. Mm -hmm. I want to take, I want to make the most of it, but I also don't want to blow up because like you, I didn't want to DNF. Like I was Mm going to, I was going to do whatever it took to get, you know, make it to the track. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, so I, I, I feel you. Um, so then you you get to Michigan Bluff. We're roughly halfway there. How are you feeling? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling like it, I can start opening up again, or what, what's what's going through your mind
1: at Michigan Bluff? It was uh, I was again happy to see my crew, but they had told me that they were going to see me like in between. Um, I'm not sure what eighth station that it was. Um,
0: but before Michigan Bluff
1: before michigan bluff and i never saw them and i was really craving that ice cold bath and and (laughs) just my you know my my coke and my coconut water like that was really helping and um and i was also getting very hungry actually and um so um yeah when i showed up i was i was kind of really hungry i was hoping that they would have like um a chicken soup that i made for myself the night before
2: Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah caldo
1: Yeah, caldito, right? But um they figured that I wasn't gonna be craving it because it was so hot, so right? Hot, yeah. It was not uh, the hottest time of day. And but again, because I didn't, I wasn't really stressing the body as much. I wasn't really yeah. like racing. I know that I wouldn't have been craving a carne asada plate like, oh, in the canyons if I had, <laughs> if I had Menuda, you know, been favor. racing. <laughs> oh God! But I was, yeah, I was really craving food, solid food, yeah. and um. But uh, Interesting. yeah, other yeah. than that, it was, um, I, I was, I was really glad to see my crew. And, and I just, you know, the goal was to just keep moving, right? right I was right. In, good, in a good mood and, and just happy to see them.
0: So then, yeah. w- when you got to Forest Hill, um, did you see the crew again? Or were, did they miss you because they, you saw them at Michigan Bluff?
1: No, they, they were there. They, they, were there. they, okay. they had time okay. to. to okay. Uh, so I saw them at Forest Hill, and that's where I picked up my husband's. He paced oh, that's right. Prefer,
0: okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. So did he pace you from Forest Hill to the finish?
1: Correct. Yeah, he okay. did. So, so that,
0: then once, you know, they say, if you have the legs from Forest Hill to the finish, that the rest of the course is very runnable, you know, obviously you don't have these long descents in a sense, like you found in the, in the canyons. Uh, was that your experience? Did you have the legs? Did did you feel like you could open up a little bit more now that it was gonna be a little more runnable?
1: Uh I was like by then it was just moving. So I okay. knew that okay. I was gonna like I it felt like I did have the the legs to keep moving. And uh that's pretty much what I did. I just okay. I know that I wasted like when, once I arrived at Rocky Chucky, like I wasted so much time there, like about <laughs> what do you like because time flew right like and um like what are you doing once I, that,
0: that, it, that it took you 40 minutes uh, to so happen. I
1: arrived there um so uh we like I only had we only had one headlamp that was in my vest and okay. so when it got dark um so yeah I was just uh changing gear you know I removed my, my hat gotcha, and like gotcha. you know I wanted to supposedly fix my hair and and uh and I, I wasn't I, my crew was there, but I felt like I didn't really need anything from gotcha. them. But from right. So I wanted to just oh, I, I could just like rely on the aid stations, get, you know, like a refill and just cross the river, which is what I should have done. Uh, but oh, wait, so um, you,
0: were you waiting for them? At, at-
1: no, they were there, and oh, okay. they just invited me to sit, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I'll sit here, and and I asked for a banana, and since uh, I guess they have to walk a bit to to that aid station, so they didn't really have everything that I like needed, and when I asked for um for like you know a banana or like a, like the snacks that I wanted, like they had to make line. <laughs> but-
0: I'm laughing because i have this image of you coming into the aid station you're running a race and you say well they invited me to sit yeah come on in have a coffee let's catch up what have you been up to
1: right it's you know that's also because i wasn't really since i was just focused on on finishing i that's that's another issue like i wasn't really focused i wasn't really chasing a time which was a big mistake on my part because even if i I was very modest throughout the whole race i should have had like um i should have chased after a specific time like and I just, and because I wasn't, since the goal was just to, you know, I, just to I was finish. really confident that I was really confident that it was going to be about a 21, but since I, because I wasn't like you know chasing the, right. the actual time, I got distracted there. And uh, so I, the body cooled down a bit there and mm-hmm. I crossed the, you know, by then, then I crossed the, the river. And when I tried running the uphill, it was like, whoa, the knee is stiff because it, it had like throughout the sitting. whole day. <laughs> yeah exactly the throughout the whole day like the right quad had been taking all the pounding right so uh and so the because of that the knee was a bit sore and uh and since I stopped for a long period there um like it took me a while to warm up the body again to get myself going and but other than that like like it should have been at least like an hour faster like But I just wasted so much time there, and so the way I was moving didn't really reflect.
0: I got you because Uh of the time that I was wasting. I know. Uh Right. I just. I'm sorry. I still have this image of them saying, "Hey, come on in, have a seat." Right.
2: Yeah. So then you get
0: you you get out of Rusk Chucky, you make it up to Green Gate, you know, and then from that point on, you got 20 miles left. So. I'm not hearing that you were ever feeling like, oh my gosh, this isn't this isn't gonna happen. At this point now, it's just like you had said, we're gonna keep moving forward. We're just gonna yeah. keep moving one foot in front of the other and just keep moving, keep moving until until you got to to Placer High School.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah. And it was I I was getting really hungry, like really hungry, <laughs> like <laughs> during the during that section to um to one of the eighth stations there Uh Uh, i think it must have been
0: after rocky chucky
1: yeah after rocky chucky and and uh but i you know luckily they had broth with Uh rice balls and Uh that really hit the spot so that just uh kept me going uh yeah so
0: i remember when i when when i got to green Gay, they were making i i think And I don't think I'm making this up or hallucinating. They were making grilled cheese sandwiches. And when I got there was much later than when you got there. And it was just this little party atmosphere that they were having at that aid station. They were making grilled cheese sandwiches and it smelled so good, but I didn't want to eat it. Like it smelled good, but I, Mm -hmm. but I, I didn't want to eat it if if that makes any sense, but, yeah. uh, but I did, I, I, they did have broth and um i remember having a little bit of broth and then and then moving on so yeah
1: that's you, a lot easy easier to to have during a oh, race absolutely. than dry food like quesadillas like oh, as gosh. much as i like them i can't
2: eat I them during,
1: no, yeah I they're too dry <laughs> no well it's it,
0: you know it's just it's just it's it, if you could liquefy it maybe <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. sounds which sounds very delicious um that might've worked, but, but yeah, that was, it was too much. So, 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 you, so you, so you, you know, you got, you got the last 20 miles. Are you moving well? Are you, are you able, you know, once you, your body got warmed up again, were you feeling pretty good and did the next 20 miles just not fly by, but did they just move?
1: Yeah. By at, then at, at, I was, by then I was just really focused on a bit discouraged. I'm like, Oh man, we wasted so much time. So it's going to be like, it's not going to, you know, yeah, it's not going to be that, you know, sub 21 or 21 something. Right? right. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'm here to finish. And I really got lost focus because you never have to like, just focus on finishing and, you know, it would have been nice to try to keep chasing a certain mm, time aha mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I, I just got too comfortable by then I'm like yeah you know uh, I, I guess I'm just gonna finish and and um and that became like my mentality which was sure. not so great but then I realized like when I arrived at the was it pointed rocks mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah and my my crew was there again and they, Finally had that chicken soup and they offered <laughs> it they're like you're gonna want your chicken soup and I was like uh n- I better just go because I'm like it, we're, we're just about to finish <laughs> right so if you're I stay here, if I would have stayed there I think I would have <laughs> lost another hour there like you know <laughs> or another half hour like uh oh so gosh. I just said no and um and I you know we just got ourselves going and and you know I really like I just tap the legs i i ran yeah. all over the hills
0: and yeah so so you, <clears throat> you get you get to roby point you got about a mile left um you know you're gonna finish you know you're gonna be sub 24 maybe it wasn't the the goal you wanted but you know you're gonna finish how are you feeling like are oh. are, 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 you, are you thinking like we got this
1: yeah, I was, I was feeling that, yeah, we've, we've got this 100 miles. Um, and I was also extremely happy because it is a 100 miles. Like I, this is the first time, like, it's just amazing that the body is able to handle hundred miles and just knowing how, how my body responded, how my mind responded, sure. how, like all of the, the, the emotions that I felt throughout from beginning to end, like, sure. it just, especially knowing that, like, I was, able to to accomplish that wow you know it's a it's a it's It's a beautiful feeling yeah yeah. yes so that's what i was feeling
0: so was it you and your husband that that and your crew that ran onto the track or was it just you and your husband at that it
1: was it was just uh me and my husband and so he and he just let me finish uh across that finish on on my own and which is something I didn't do for his race like, without realizing <laughs> I was so excited that he that he that you know that he had won that I ended up crossing with him that finish line with him so I didn't I still I feel like I didn't give him his moment uh, I'm sure <laughs> but, he didn't mind <laughs> yeah yeah so you
0: finished in 22 47 19 is that right
1: yes I think 16th so, yeah.
0: woman overall and mm-hmm. 34 34th overall Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: that's pretty stout what do you think about that i know what you're thinking but i want to know what you're thinking and then i'm going to say what i think you're thinking (laughs) makes any sense
1: yeah um yeah at least i mean it was it was decent for for my first 100 Um, it should have should have been faster even
0: (laughs) you're thinking back to that river crossing aren't you
1: (laughs) you see it's because it's like you know, I was taking it easy from beginning to end. So uh and the pace that I was running throughout the whole race was for at least the, like a sub twenty-one easily.
2: Right, right. Uh-huh.
1: And right. and so like the it how I it didn't reflect, you know, right, like right, yeah. So right. I mean, and it's still like even a 21 is not like you know, to the best of would I want right, to? Feel, do, right? right,
0: right. You feel like you, 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 you can go faster.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: You, you, like you feel like uh, I'm capable of, you know, either a, a twenty or maybe even a sub twenty.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> finishing <laughs> in the top ten. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: I, I mean, given the conditions, given everything that you've discussed, like I told you when we first started talking, I don't see. I would, I would not be surprised to see you with a F and then pick a number bib you know in the not too far in the not too distant future i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> from what i know of of the course from what i know about the race and from what i see from what what you've what you accomplished with your first race i don't i don't see why why that's not possible i'm just saying
1: <laughs> yeah thank you thank you thank you for the kind words <laughs> yeah no i mean
0: <clears throat> i think when when you know just my experience you know, I ran very conservatively for the first, you know, 30, like I told you up until I got to that point where I decided I was going to, you know, run this downhill you know, that was 40, 45 miles into the race. Mm-hmm. And part of it was because I, I didn't want to blow up. I did not want to do anything to, to DNF. And my goal like you was just to finish, but I, I, I wanted to, to finish and, you know, run the track with my kids and, you know, just mm-hmm. have that, that special moment. And that was able to happen partly because you know I just took I, I took a very conservative approach. Now, if I were ever to get the opportunity to go back and race it and I'm mm-hmm. in my A game, bueno, <laughs> yeah. no mom is you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. So I, I understand right. what you're saying. You know, now mm-hmm. you have you have an understanding of what the course is going to give you and an mm-hmm. understanding of what it can take away. And you mm-hmm. obviously know you your body mm-hmm. and what you've trained and what you're capable of. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any reason why a top 10 finish isn't, isn't, isn't doable. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you finish, you guys wrap it up. Um, you know, you get the silver buckle and I want to know if you're wearing it right now. <laughs> uh,
1: no, no, but I plan? have plans. I have plans of wearing it and I, I, you know, just my, uh my cinto de cuero, there you <laughs> <with go. laughs> my boots, and my cowgirl hat, <laughs> the whole, the whole outfit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Lanchera.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna style that, that buckle. <laughs>
0: I love it, I love it, I love it. One of the other cool things that I experienced, and, um, you know, I'm, I want to, I want to, I want to, I, I, I bring this up to bridge to, to something that, I, that you had written in one of your um i think it was an instagram post i was surprised with the number of not i spoke a lot of spanish when i ran western states like for the first like the, the high country the first 30 miles there were a couple of runners that were from the phoenix area and they mm-hmm. were you know latino and so it was like hey you know this is a sport that doesn't have a that i'm aware of uh you know certainly not the number of of latinos when you look at you know other ethnic groups. So it was really wild to see, like at one point there were three or four of them, and I was like, "Hey, where are you guys from?" And you know, we're from Phoenix. Oh, hola, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, just just chatting, and they were and you know they were speaking Spanish. And there was a larger group from of runners from Mexico, and um, and when they were done, you know, there was a big group that took a picture with the with the Mexican flag, and and I only bring this up because you know one of the things that you had written about was your goal is to open this sport up to encourage more latinas to participate in it or or, or, or even just be aware of it you know the only the only reason i was aware of ultras or or, or um or even western states was like you i ran cross country and track and a, a long time ago mm-hmm. <laughs> a long time ago and had heard about ultras and even western you know there was this abc you know, wild world of sports that, that was a program that, that they, that was on TV many, many, many moons ago. Mm -hmm. And so it was in the background, but it was never something that I ever wanted to run. And, and it, and at that point, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an issue of, you know, other Latinos or African-Americans or Asians or whoever running the sport, do you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was just there, but, you know, obviously in the last few years, you know, the whole idea of inclusion and, and kind of, Just kind of opening the doors to this has become more of an issue so i'm just curious what what you think about that and what you hope to see um, going forward with you know inclusion or maybe that's not the right word but i don't know but what what do you think
1: well i mean that's part of the reason why i mean i like you mentioned i do i'm I'm, i love trail running i Mm -hmm. do i do it for me because i want to challenge myself and and i just love everything about the sport and the community right Um, but, uh, that's, that is one of the first things that I also noticed when I got into ultra running, that there is a lack of representation, um, of people of color or Hispanics competing at an elite level. And so, um, the, the fact that I saw that, that it was mostly Caucasian and, and not very, not much diversity, uh, competing at that elite level, it just really like, it was an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there, there is a reason why this is happening, right? It's not like I've, I have seen it, I have experienced it, and I, I know what's behind uh, the reasons for why uh, people of color are not
2: mm-hmm. in
1: this sport, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's also a part of the reason why I was inspired to, to finish in um, the top ten at Western States, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like because I did notice that there is the lack of representation of women finishing most, most of them just in the last 10 years, uh, like the top 10 women finishers are, you know, for the most part white. So, Mm -hmm.
2: uh,
1: and, and just, I know that if, uh, we begin to change that, um, you know, if uh, maybe a, a little girl or a young, young teenager, will see that, you know, people of color are beginning to, to, um, finish up there with the elites right sure. and and so if they see that then they can maybe hopefully on like inspire themselves or connect in some way because hey that girl has you know uh, the last uh, you know her last name is Vargas you know she's right. a Hispanic right. or right. she looks like me or you know or something that's relatable right because sure. then uh then they can get inspired sure. to to do the same so um so yeah but, I, I do
0: go, no go ahead go ahead
1: but I do see that now people are beginning are, are interested in hearing um, others' stories, right? They're sure. um, they're you know they're they wanna they wanna inform them like in order for to understand the reasons behind that disparity, um, you have to really educate yourself sure. on why this is happening, and sure. for that you need to hear. Uh, the individual stories, right? And to understand what that their experiences, because like many of our experiences have been, it hasn't been like a solid, you know, um a road in the sport. Like we either bump into it accidentally or struggling, right? So it's not, it's not something that's easily accessible. And um and have, just
0: have you felt um have you felt, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, discriminated against in, as a Latina runner in, in any of the races that you've participated in, uh, over covert, you know, however, however you, however you experience it. Have, have you felt that or experienced that?
1: Mm, not necessarily. And I really don't want to see things like that, but, yeah. um, you know, it's kind of, it's like um, it's like for example, like when my husband won Angeles Press 100. Uh-huh. Like there have been um, lot like lots lots of Hispanic like several Hispanics that have won that race, and there's also have there has been Caucasians that win that race, right? And uh, one of the things that I started an- analyzing was that they give more media coverage and more attention to the Caucasians than the Hispanics who finish and it like and just like well you know it's like yeah like I see that they're usually like getting the attention right and like even the 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 sponsors and you know like companies end up like like seeing them as you know heroes right and mm-hmm. it's like and um Whereas you have the Hispanics, you know, giving the same effort or better and not much attention is given to them. And the the companies, the sponsorship companies don't seem as interested to want to give them a chance to to excel in the sport. And, and so that's kind of what I noticed that was very obvious to me. And and so there has to be something to it if it's making me feel this way. And sure, like sure. I it was uh, this was a conversation that i that i would have with my husband but it, in no way would i have ever talked about it before 2020 sure, you sure, know sure. because it's so i mean this is just how it is and i mean what can we do about it but we well, do see but, that but now yeah. you're
0: you're in a position to to be a strong voice for yeah. for this issue right
1: right you know. now i can see it like that like of course like you know it's just how to get started right how to 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 make those changes and like doing doing as insignificant as those changes are it's it's you know now like people are beginning to get um to notice these issues and it's becoming a bit more easier to to speak speak about them right. and uh, and actually do something about it and hope that others join you so that it it does create like a bigger impact
2: sure sure
1: uh,
0: you know i I i think that that you know you talk about the visibility that elite um runners of color because it's not just an issue with latinos it's also you know african there's you know a, a handful well, probably men. more than a handful you know but there but 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 the issue is is that you don't hear about them as much as you do the other ones uh, or, or uh, you know uh you know caucasian or white runners and you know i don't certainly don't know the answer but but it, that is something that i had wondered about because you know like you mentioned you know your husband won angeles crest 100 which is a you know very respectable you know respected 100 mile race that a lot of elite runners. You know, tell the line at and, and and race at, and it was only through my research of you know your running that I re, that I discovered. Oh wow, he's won, <laughs> he's he's won. <laughs> Angelus Crest, and I, as a Latino who is in the sport, didn't even know about it. You see, mm-hmm. so so that's part of that is on me, but then there's also how come I haven't heard him being interviewed on some of these other podcasts you know, and, and I'm not saying anything against any one podcast, but why is that? Or I remember not that long ago, um, wondering why I hadn't, I did not know more about Osvaldo Lopez, who's won Badwater, one of the Mm -hmm. toughest ultra marathons in this country. And he just, he just ran it again. And, you know, obviously he's much older and, you know, um, um, he might've won the master's division. I don't know. He, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There are yeah. people out there. And so, so now like you, and, and, you know, there's like Jorge Mire Maravilla, um, mm-hmm. who, who who's, I think in the San Francisco area who's who's gotten some notoriety and some visibility, you know, mm-hmm. and there's um Mario Mendoza, who's also another ultra runner. and And so there is some of that, but, you know, you just don't hear as much about it. And so I'm hoping like with, with, with this one, you know, we're going to crack the, the the ceiling here with 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 this podcast Medea, and and bring more visibility to to these runners um because i think it is important like you said for them to to hear about it and to see that you know there's this crazy sport that we're pretty good at and you know it it it, it can it can i don't know it it, it, it can be uh um what's the word i'm looking for you know life altering in many in, in many ways so this is my and,
1: <laughs> and it's true. Like I have a friend, a former uh, high school uh, runner from high. Uh, she um she has a daughter um in elementary. She's probably about seven, and um they were tracking me during the Western States race, nice. and so they saw me finish. Um, um, uh, they saw my finish on YouTube and uh, they sent me a message congratulating me for for finishing. and she said that her daughter was really inspired to see me finish That's and great. that she wants to do that one day. So I know that this this is, pretty insignificant, right? It's just a tiny little example. But I mean, it just shows you the magnitude of how you can inspire that younger generation. Because this little girl, uh, like her her mom told her that we went that we ran in high school together. And and she can relate to me because we're all Hispanic. And and she and since she, you know, seeing me finish was a very powerful thing for her, because, you know, she was able to relate somehow. And for her to say, I want to one day do that when I grow up is is pretty powerful and so that's kind of the message that that we can begin to send out by by allow by informing people by motivating them to get into the sport and and by actually having elite athletes uh, represent
0: right right no that's 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 you you can't ask for you can't ask for anything more right right (laughs) Well, I'm I'm looking at the clock, and and we're we're almost at an hour and a half. So, just to kind of wrap this up, um, a couple of questions. What is well? First, first question. First question. What what has been um, what was like your favorite workout? What's your favorite running workout?
1: My, for an ultra race. Whatever, or? anything.
0: What's your favorite? What's your favorite um, workout?
1: I think hill hill running hill running Which is, yeah like probably like climbing up a you know a steady descent um four or five miles nice. before coming back down you are crazy tempoing it <laughs> yeah
0: all right and then um one more question tortillas de harina o maiz
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, <on>, yeah <laughs> did i get that wrong
0: <laughs> no 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 i i interviewed um uh, a, a latina who who who's doing a lot of triathlons and i asked mm-hmm. her the same question and she said Anina, but 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 the homemade ones of course
2: right
1: when they're homemade <laughs> the that's, best that's ones
0: right 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 mm-hmm. you know once they come off the comal with some butter on them oh
1: oh my god delicious I know, I know, <laughs>
0: um well mirette thank you so much for 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 joining me um i hope this conversation you know, inspires, you know, those young Latinos, Latinas out there to, to get into this crazy sport Um, because it is a great sport. It's great to go out there and challenge yourself physically, mentally, spiritually. Yeah. And I think you're, 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 you're on the, you're on the cusp of being someone that we'll hopefully be able to see for many years, you know, tearing it up on the trails. And hopefully if, 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 if it all works out, I can see you holding that cougar um as 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 as, as being uh, someone that that could potentially win that uh win the western states 100
1: yeah we have to believe it right that's right I'm you sorry. gotta believe it to achieve it <laughs> yeah, exactly and
0: risk it for the biscuit
1: <laughs> right right
0: <laughs> all right well thanks for joining me and uh good luck with the running
1: okay thank you so much rogelio it was a pleasure to speak to you and thank you for um inviting me to your podcast.
0: You got it. All right.